Welcome, Sacramento soccer fans, to a special episode of State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis. And before we get started, um, just a quick reminder, if you guys aren't following us on social media yet, uh, go ahead and give us a follow. Find us at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at State Republic 12. And also on YouTube, you could just search for State of the Republic podcast and you should be able to find us right there. So let me introduce uh, two special guests that I have here uh, tonight. Um, first, uh, let's go over to one of our favorites here on the podcast. We also consider him a part of the team because he's been here a couple of times already. And hopefully this season we have him even more than uh, last year. And that is uh, Danny Troy, founder of Los Unicos. How's it going, man? I'm doing good, man. I really appreciate you uh, giving us a chance to give our thoughts on this situation and having us on here. So doing great, man. Hope you're doing well, too. Awesome. Glad to hear that. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing uh, good as well. And our additional guest here on the show, uh, he's one that you might recognize if you are a part of TVB or if you've been around TVB for a while. He founded La Banda del Puente, and now he is also part of Los Unicos. Rebel Cacique. How's it going, Rebel? Hey, Luis and uh, Danny. Doing good. Just enjoying Sacramento night today. Beautiful night. Um, happy to be here to talk about some important subjects. Um, so thank you for having me. Awesome. Yeah, th- thank you for joining us here as well. So uh, before we get to you guys, I just want to give everyone listening a backstory on uh, really what happened. And if you guys haven't heard the whole story, well, here it is kind of in, in a short couple of minutes. Uh, basically, this past weekend on Saturday in Liga Mekis, Querétaro played against Atlas uh, at Querétaro Stadium. And just about uh, the 60th minute, things got out of hand in the stands. Um, and I think a couple of minutes before, some fights had already broken out between supporter groups of both teams. Um, but it wasn't until like around the 60th minute that People started to uh, just run to the field and just chaos ensued. And before you knew it, you know, half of the stadium, it seemed like we're actually on the field. Uh, Lots of things happen. Some of you may have already seen videos and there's been even a lot of rumors that have been spread around and some not true and others that might be true. But it's kind of difficult to really know what's what because just things are out of control. Ultimately, what happened, though, uh, Lately, a couple of days ago, we actually got word of sanctions that were placed on the team. So for one, Querétaro is automatically losing 3-0 the game. Uh, They also gave a three-year ban to Querétaro supporter groups uh, from attending any local games. The stadium itself actually got a year ban. Um, Some members of the Querétaro front office uh, actually got a five-year ban. Uh, They cannot be a part of anything soccer in Mexico. And also... Some arrests have been made, uh, but still not everyone involved has been arrested. Hopefully, you know, they end up finding out more of those people that were involved. But for now, they only have, I think, about like 10 or 11 uh, people arrested. But uh, I'm sure they'll be arresting more people as, as the days come. So that's, uh, you know, just a, in a quick overview, the story of what happened. But again, this story just kind of spread like wildfire just around the world. And, and just a lot, a lot of people saw what happened there and it really sad situation that occurred over there. But uh, today, Danny and rebel are really going to speak more on the situation and give their word on it. Because again, these things happen there and it just leads to a misrepresentation of supporter groups and really what goes on. So 
I'll go ahead and let you guys uh, talk about the situation and just give a word to the Sacramento community about this incident. So um, whoever wants to get started, I'll, I'll give you the, the floor to get started. All right. Uh, I guess I'll, uh, I'll, I'll take the lead on this one <laughs> uh, to start off. Um, so yeah, uh, you pretty much, pretty much got the, uh, the basic information uh, down uh, pretty much what, has been said on the news, uh, which is what everybody's kind of listening to. Um, there are there are things that we've heard. Uh, me personally, I've heard things from cousins that live in Mexico City that are in the country uh, that know people that were there. Uh, one of my cousins is actually an Atlas fan, even though he lives in Mexico City. Um, he's an Atlas fan, and his friends were there. Um, so it, we kind of get a, a like a bigger perspective. On the situation, um, you talked about the sanctions. Uh, the The team cannot play. Well, they can play in their stadium, uh, but they can they they cannot have any sort of crowd uh, for an entire year. Um, it has to be with closed doors. Uh, now, there's kind of like a loophole from what I've heard on on a couple of radio stations that if they play on a different in a different city in a different stadium then they can have a crowd, which doesn't make any sense to me. Um, also, you know, the uh, the whole year sanction, I don't get when, when they talk about, oh, it's, it's going to be a year, they should say, hey, you can't have a crowd for three seasons instead of a year. Because what really is a year? You know, how many games are really in a year? You know, uh, you're, you're blocking them from what, 20 games, maybe? Uh, so the, there's kind of tweaks to those rules that you kind of need to look into along with um, how it's going to affect the rest of the supporter community. Um, and, you know, the people have different names for supporters. Um, grupos de animación, so animation groups, uh, barras, which is what they're calling them now. Uh, they're calling this these people barras. Everybody hears the word barra and they automatically think that we are part of that scene, uh, that kind of situation. And I want to make it clear, uh, we're proudly, we proudly are about that. Uh, but uh, it's, it's, it's a different kind of, we, we're, we're all about the culture. We're all about the love of the game. Uh, we're all about supporting the team, singing for the team, playing the drums, what battles are all about. Um, and I want people to understand, and Rebel, I'm sure, can elaborate, that fights happen frequently. Now, not to this extent, and not maybe not on live TV, maybe not in the stadium, but fights happen frequently. Um, and before we kind of get more into the sanctions and the what they the rules they put on Querétaro, um, we want to tell people some of our experiences here in the USA. Um, I know the news is trying to make it's trying to make it seem like it's the Mexican league that has an issue. Uh, the, everybody's saying, oh, the Mexican league, league this, they need to cancel their barras, they're going to need to cancel their animation groups, they need to cancel all that. I mean, I don't personally think that's going to fix the problem because say I'm a barrista and I am from Mexico, um, I'm part of La Eterna Sangre Azul, proudly represent La Eterna Sangre Azul. Um, even if they don't let barristas in, I'm actually going to uh, the Stadio Azteca at the end of April. Um, even if they don't let us in, we're we're going to get in in the normal crowd. We're still going to be in the stadium. 
you know, so it's not going to fix the problem. You can, you can say all you want. If you're a barista, you can't get in. They can't prove I'm a barista. They can't, you know, so now they're saying that visiting supporters can't go into a home game of the opposite team. Um, and that would affect us personally because the uh, April game uh, is going to be Cruz Azul America and we are the, vi the visiting team. So what we're going to do is just wear navy blue because I'll never wear yellow, have my uncle buy the tickets, and then we're going to get in the game. So it, it just doesn't, their rules, just like, you know, and for whoever, whoever's for these rules, just like the COVID rules, don't make any sense to me, you know? So we'll kind of more, we'll, we'll get into that more, but I'll have Rebel get in this and, uh, and pretty much start off with a couple of, of his experiences and we'll kind of go from there. And then I figure we're, we can talk about the, 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 the sanctions kind of more in detail, what they're trying to do. And, and, and I personally want to give my thoughts and pretty much ensure people and, you know, let people know, especially in the Sacramento community, because we are, I, even though I don't live in Sacramento, I consider myself part of the Sacramento community because I support and love the, the Sacramento team. So I do want to let people know that, you know, uh, Los Unicos, La, Barra de, La Banda del Puente, um, Los Desmadrosos, TBB, we are not for this, this behavior at all whatsoever. Uh, we don't tolerate any type of hate, any type of discrimination, any type of violence. We don't tolerate it. Uh, with that being said, I won't, I won't let anybody disrespect me, but we don't, we don't go looking for violence. We don't go, especially in an opposite team, um, a, a different support group that shows up. There's been issues, as you know, Luis, uh, back in the day when Reno was a team, there was a rivalry there. There was some issues here and there, but it never got to that extent. Issues happen. Rivalries are a real thing, and that's not going to stop. Support groups are not going to stop. They're not going to go away. And we just pretty much want people to know that we are not bad people. We just love our team. We have passion for the game and we don't want to be associated with that type of people. So I'll let, I'll let rebel uh, get in on this and, and kind of give his, his thoughts on pretty much the beginning of the situation. Yeah. Thank you, Danny. So, I mean, um, I want to start off by saying that uh, my thoughts and prayer go to everybody that was affected during that riot. I mean, um, I know that the uh, Mexican football community was pretty hard um, taking about all this. Uh, it's something that uh, it's never been seen. Um, and um, myself, you know, I, I grew up in that type of environment um, in South America. So I, I seen it all. I was little when I started going out to the, the um, games in Colo Colo, uh, supporting my club down there in Chile. My uncle was uh, a member of Cara Blanca. So he was always in that atmosphere. He used to take me as a little kid. And, uh, you know, back in the close to the 90s, uh, it was more like heavy metal, punk rock. Um, and then the supporter group started getting a little bit uh, heavy, basically, with with certain things. So I, I never thought that something like this was, was going to happen in, uh, in uh, Mexico. Um, I know that, uh, you know, basically, 
it's kind of like a um, monkey see, monkey do kind of thing because, you know, where we first started was in Argentina. So um, somebody from Pachuca, he was the club owner and he uh, brought the barras down to uh, Mexico. And that's where it started taking off in 96 because uh, the barra that was built in uh, Pachuca was uh, Ultra Tusa. And um, then things started uh, spreading around the other clubs and other people started picking up on, on the, the Barra world. And the word Barra Brava was just basically something that was uh, created by the press. Uh, the press came up with that name. No supporter came up with that word. It was all the, uh, basically the press. Um, but it's just uh, mind-boggling what happened down there with everything, the, the violence. Um, but at the same time, you know, as the main goal is for people to understand, uh, just because this happened, it doesn't mean that you can't come into a uh, supporter group and, and have fun. So what people need to realize because the press is spreading a lot of lies, especially the American press. They, they're spreading things uh, about, you know, Liga Americas, uh, supporter groups down there being violent and all that. We do have a welcoming scenario here just because you see the Spanish word like Los Unicos, Desmadrosos, or whatever the name will be. It doesn't mean that there's going to be violence behind it. We know how to handle ourselves. We know that you know, we don't tolerate violence. Danny said it himself. Violence is not the way to go. But that lifestyle is something that we live and we take pride and that's supporting our club and our, and our colors. Uh, we're here to promote, you know, peace, love and, and support for our club. We want our children, generations to support the club. Um, and, you know, we should be able to all come together and support the club that we love without violence. But at the same time, you know, unfortunately this is, we're all, we're all Latinos here, us three sitting here, we're all Latinos. We come from different backgrounds. I was born in South America, Chile. You guys were born in Mexico. So, you know, unfortunately this is happening where in countries that, you know, these are our people basically. So when we feel that everybody's striking at us because of the images, that happened there and everybody's blowing it up out of proportion. I mean, the images are bad, don't get me wrong. But at the same time, when you got the press talking about, you know, hey, let's let's just do it how they do it in Europe. I don't, I don't feel that's that's correct because there's a lot of violence going on in, in the English league. The hooligans are still around. So I think people have their personal agenda when it comes to this. So they're taking this and, and making it an example. Uh, violence happens in every league, in every country. And we've seen it in MLS. It has happened there. There's groups that get into fights. People get knocked out outside of the stadium, but then nobody's talking about that. So, of course, you know, this gets really bad. People were stripped naked, beaten, knives, people getting stabbed, and it's all over the, the media. And then you have... What is the first people that the first thing that comes out of people's mouth? They want to ban Mexico from the World Cup. 
And I put that on a on a Twitter out there. And I said, you know, they wanted, you know, basically the Russians were beating up the, the Polish, the English, and we still hosted a World Cup in Russia. So, you know, to to make this bad thing and try to take out a team like like a three out of the World Cup, to me is mind boggling. We know what's going on in Liga MX. We know the Barras. This is nothing new. It just got out of hand. It goes deeper. But we need to realize that trying to make an example out of one league is not the way. So, I mean, all I can say as far as like Republic fans, they can come into the section. They won't have to worry about nothing. There's, there's nothing like that goes on here. We take care of our own. We take pride on our own. We protect our own. And the only way that something we had to take action is because somebody came to us, you know, like, you know, like that game where we had that problem where somebody was saying homophobic wars against us and we took care of that. That was because somebody came at us and we had to defend ourselves. But other than that, it's like everybody that goes in the section, they, they get out with smiles, we support the club, we build friendships, we come with our flags. There's nothing, nothing to worry about. So, and this is for mostly the, the new people that come in and they fall in love with the sport, with football, because it's a global sport. So when people try to join a supporter group, they might think, I might not want to join Los Unicos because, you know, there's they're known to support some Liga MX teams. Maybe some of the members are members from Sangre Azul or Ritual Caos from America. So they might hold back a little bit. But, you know, if they understand that there's love in there, that Los Unicos, Los Madrosos, they're, they're not about violence or anything like that, they can understand and they need to come in and learn how this thing works. And that's why I feel like in Republic is a safe environment. Um, there's nothing going on like that. The news, they will lie to you. Yes, it was really violent in, down in Querétaro, but there's a deeper, deeper game, the deeper thing that's happening. But you need to get the facts from the, the real ones. You know, people like Danny, Pedro, from Los Unicos as well, and others. Yeah, so like he was saying, uh, what I want to kind of uh, add to is uh, the not not only the media, uh, like the news and uh, American media and Mexican media. Even I'm talking about social media is is it's what's what's kind of really hurting this situation even more. Um, social media, everybody's reading that there's I've I've seen oh there's over 20 people dead. Um, I've seen oh there's over 15 people dead. I've seen, oh, there's over 30 people dead. What people don't understand and they don't pay attention to is that people that are given interviews, they don't want to say there has been zero names given of people that have died. Uh, they have There has been zero family members that have come forward to talk about their dead family members. Um, I've heard from many reliable sources, not just hearsay, 
that there has not been confirmed deaths. There's three people in critical condition. Um, and hopefully they, 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 they make it and they get better. Um, but according to them, there's no confirmed deaths. This is, just kind of blowing up in the social media. I'll give you an example. Uh, there's a guy who I'm sure you guys have seen a picture of a guy with dark sunglasses kind of kneeling down and his dad's protecting him. And people are saying that there was a blind guy that was getting beat up at the stadium. And there was that blind guy, um, that, you know, oh, poor blind guy. I can't believe they did that to a blind guy. That same guy from the picture got on social media and said, hey, I was just wearing sunglasses. I'm not blind. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm fine. My dad is fine. Uh, it, it, you know, I'm we're taken care of. We got hit a little bit, but we're fine. Um, again, I'm not trying to justify what happened. It was horrible, unacceptable. Um, it's It's shameful. It's embarrassing to our culture because we are part of that culture. So it is embarrassing. And I guess the point I'm trying to make is don't believe everything you read on social media, do your research, actually learn, actually study it. Don't make an opinion over somebody else's opinion. If you don't actually see it, I wasn't actually there. Well, I saw it on TV as it was happening. My dad and I were watching the game. We didn't think it was that as crazy as it got until I started seeing the back videos, the uh, backstage videos, if you will, of people in the parking lot getting stripped naked, getting beaten with chairs, senseless. Um, it was disgusting. Um, you know, we've heard stories of little kids getting beat up, old men, old, you know, older women, uh, women in general. Um, we as support supporters, as, you know, barras, we have a code. We have a code that we follow. Do you never touch somebody's family? You know, even if there's an issue between groups of, you know, uh, support groups, it's between the support groups. Um, it's never between the kids. It's never between the family. What the federation needs to learn, what the news has to learn, is that barras are usually a family-oriented place. So one of the one of the rules that we were talking about, Luis is that there's no more, uh, the barras in Mexico have to register now. They have to get an ID, a porrista barra ID, if, they're, if they want to get into that section. Um, and no one under the age of 18 is allowed in that section. So what Rebel and I were talking about is, okay, so you're going to make it less family friendly. That is your, 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 your solution to what happened is you're gonna make you're gonna make that atmosphere less family friendly because now you're taking the kids away. If the kids can't go in there, guess who's gonna stay with the kids? Most likely the moms, most likely the women. So there goes the women and there goes the kids. So what's left? Just us, you know. And I'm not gonna say I'm I'm an innocent angel, but if you put a bunch of us. And in a section full of alcohol, full of whatever you want to call it, without kids, without worrying about our kids, without worrying about our women, our moms, our our dads, our 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 children, our cousins, whoever, without worrying about that, without us knowing that 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 um uh, that fe having that fear that they might get hurt, it's gonna get worse. 
Cause we're going to, we're going to feel like it's, Oh, it's fair game. Now there's no kids. There's no women to hurt. Let's just go at it. It's going to make it worse. And not saying that we do that. I'm just saying, you know, as a supporter, as, as, as somebody that's grown up just like rebel in that culture, it's not, it's not, it's not what, it's not a solution to the problem. It is not a solution to the problem. Making people sign up. Um, first of all, supporters, real supporters are never going to sign up for anything like that. They're never going to get ID'd. They, 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 they will refuse to do that. You know, um, only people that are, uh, um, you know, I mean, maybe some very passionate fans, but not actual like the main supporters i don't think they're going to want to identify themselves like that so what's going to happen those guys are still going to go to the games but they're going to be in general in the general crowd now there's not they're not going to be in their set section where people can actually see them people can actually monitor them people can actually secure them they're and they're going to be spread all over the stadium because they don't want to get identified so what are you going to do identify every single person that walks in the stadium or you're gonna you're you're gonna not let anybody in the stadium? It's it's it, I just don't get I don't get and Luis, you can give your opinion on this, but them IDing the support groups, how is that gonna work? You tell me, Luis, in your opinion, well, what do you think about that? <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I think when they think about it in theory, right, of it working out, I I mean they picture a perfect world <laughs> because. I'm looking at it also from the business perspective, right? That a lot of these owners in Mexico, they they're a little stingy with their money, right? And the last thing they want to do is spend money on something that they might feel like they don't need to spend money on since they've never done so. So, and especially I think also coming from the pandemic, right? And a lot of teams losing a lot of money. I don't see them making that investment. And also, you know, people always find a way to break the system, right? Unfortunately, we, we know how, how things are in, in Mexico sometimes. And so I, I just, I don't see everyone following the rules, kind of how you were saying earlier too. And some people are still going to find their way to that section. You know, even, even if they don't have the ID, they might slip a dollar, not a dollar, right? But maybe like $20 right, or something to the security guard who's going to let them, you know, just go to the section without the ID. So in, in a perfect world, it would work, but realistically, it's just something that, you know, I, I just would never see work for supporter groups specifically. Right. I mean, I know they tried it with the world cup in Russia and it seemed to work, right. You needed that, but you know, that's another level of investment because FIFA actually put more money towards that. And because, more people are willing to do that because it's the World Cup, right? So you're actually going to spend money to go to the World Cup. And in turn, you know, they're going to find ways to uh, make the system work. And, and you're actually going to want to register yourself if you're going to go. So, you know, it, it's very simple. And I'm sure Rebel can agree. You just need to actually have security, you know, in your stadiums. Um, the, the Querétaro Club, hired a, a private security company for one of their biggest rivalry game. It, it, you know, and, and now everyone, and I believe it is saying that this was all planned out. And I've seen, I've seen uh, a tweets. I've seen posts from uh, Barristas from, from Querétaro uh, posting, Hey, one more day posting a little Fox with a knife. They saw it coming. 
they were planning this out. Now, the security guards that were there were two young girls with little pink shirts that were covering the, the entrance to the field. So two young girls, the Querétaro club, the Querétaro Barra alone is 3,500 members, 3,500 members. And there was zero police in that stadium. That is what I find very odd. How was there zero police? When you've seen Mexico games where they have the police guys with the, with the shields to block the, 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 the bottles that get thrown in the field, they have actual pretty much SWAT team. You know, I'm going to give you guys an example, and I'm not sure if Rebel was a part of this at the time. When I was a supporter from Reno and we made the trip out to Sacramento, we were escorted by police to our section. We were guarded the entire time, even though it kind of got out of hand one of those nights. And then after the game was done, we were escorted back to our bus. We weren't allowed to go to the, to the, to the parking lot. We weren't allowed to go anywhere but the bus that we came in and nothing and nothing, nothing out of hand happened. Yeah, there was shouting. There was cussing. There was, you know, a couple shots thrown. But other than that, it was pretty regulated because a couple people got arrested that night. That's how it's done. You have to have actual security because people are too passionate and that that's never going to end. You cannot spread people all over the stadium. You got, that's why we have a section. That's why we have a general section for our support group. So people can watch us. So people can monitor us, you know, and that's, that's, we, we actually respect that because, Hey, we know there's security. We know there's cops, you know, uh, rebel. And I were talking earlier saying that people view us as just a bunch of criminals, a bunch of crazy hooligans, criminals no a lot of us i know for a fact in pva there's a lawyer i know there's a sheriff a, a, a guy that works for the sheriff department you know i work in real estate you know uh, i know rebel does some type of law enforcement you know it's like it, it, there's a lot of professionals there it's not just a bunch of hooligans it's not just a bunch of criminals you know there's a lot of good people you know but we are all very passionate we all are very, very, very passionate. Some of us more than others. Some of them, were, some of us will protect the colors, the only way that the human nature knows how. Um, again, uh, Rebel, uh, you know, gave a couple uh, instances of of his experiences, uh, you know, back in the day. I'm gonna give you, uh, I'm gonna give you uh, oh, something that happened just recently when I went to the Mexico. USA game in Cincinnati. And now people can see the, the other side too. I'm a Mexican supporter. I support Cruz Azul, who plays in the Liga MX, where everybody's saying that we're murderers and killers and, and cancel the barras and all kinds of crap. You know, we were just a bunch of supporters going to the Cincinnati game. The minute, from the minute we got into the plane to Cincinnati in Phoenix, there was a guy wearing a USA jersey. I looked straight at us and said, wow, there's a lot of Mexican fans. I thought they fixed it so this wouldn't happen. Usually those are fighting words. 
you know now they were trying to fix it so that wouldn't happen how they made the the game in cincinnati which is like which is super far away in a cold season in the cold season and they sold us each ticket for four hundred dollars four hundred dollars a piece well you know and at first the way to buy tickets for that game you have you had to you had to put in your name and your information on like a raffle kind of style and everybody pretty much that had a hispanic name was not being chosen to get tickets at regular price the pva which is i'm 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 a captain in, in pva was not allowed to have a section we were not given a section we were not allowed to bring in any type of drum any type of instrument into the into the field and we got all our tickets for $400 a piece uh, I was with a friend in Cincinnati who is a white woman who supports the Mexican team because she's my best friend. She had a, a Mexico, a Mexico Jersey on and she was asked by a USA supporter. Hey, do you speak Spanish? She said, no, I don't speak Spanish. And he looked at her and said, why are you wearing that? Then I have never been that mistreated in my entire life as I was in Cincinnati. And there was a bunch of us. There was hundreds of us. There was there a fight? No. Could there have been? Oh, absolutely. They were asking for it, but we held it together. We kept our cool because that's the way we are. And PVA is made up of people from Los Unicos, people from Desmadrosos, people from TBB. There's a couple people there. Uh, that is what PVA is made out of. You know, um, there was another. There was another. Um, Example that I want to give you guys. Uh, when I went to uh, uh, La, El Campeón de Campeones, the game against León, uh, we went there in LA and there was over, I want to say over 300 of us out in the state, out in the parking lot after, of course, Cruz Azul won. Um, we were mosh pitting and going insane, crazy because we won, just partying. When a Leon fan came up and started just cussing us out, you're you're literally cussing out over 300 drunk members of a different support group, and and stuff happened that day. Now it didn't get to the extreme like it happened in Querétaro, but it happened. It happens with uh, LAFC with Galaxy. It happens with San Jose and Galaxy and LAFC. It doesn't just happen in Mexico. And I want to let everybody know that what happened in Mexico wasn't a lot of those guys were not even a part of the support group for Querétaro. Because it was, in my opinion, it was everything was planned out. They got other people from different. It, they could be a part of something else that I don't want to mention on here, you know, because I don't want to even get into that. But they weren't even part of that and they're just creating this whole drama so the media can take over and start spreading these lies and that people are unfortunately eating up and what i want to prevent and what rebel wants to prevent is for them to start characterizing us as those type of people um because one we're hispanic because we we root for mexican teams um i don't want things to happen when the Mexican teams come to town. I don't want the Mexican teams to be prevented from coming to town. 
You know, like there's a lot of things that could happen that could ruin a lot of our good times. If you think about it, you know, the Mexican t- teams not being allowed, uh, the, the support groups for the Mexican teams not being allowed in, which is the, some of the coolest things that people could see is a Mexican support group in full force in a small stadium like Sacramento's is the coolest thing you'll ever see. Why are you trying to prevent it over some BS that happened? you know, that shouldn't have happened. That was part of, you know, the fault was a lot of it was the teams, the, 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 the front office, you know, they were hiring people for security, like a couple of days before the game for 300 pesos, 300 pesos. Like that's like $12 for the entire game. Ridiculous. You know, another one, uh, another one of the, 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 the uh, um, repercussions that was given to the team was a f- um, they were they were uh, charged of uh, um, what is it called a fee? Uh, what am I trying to the word I'm trying to look for? They were sanctioned, basically. Yeah, yeah. you know they were they had to pay one million five hundred thousand pesos, which is under fifty thousand dollars for people getting beaten senseless women children older people on the field laying in in puddles of blood it's ridiculous you know what we're trying to promote is a change an actual change you know like actual security actual police they should have been they should have had police at that game but they didn't because they wanted that to happen they knew that was going to happen maybe not the team but the front office had an idea had to have and it did nothing to stop it so you know i'll I'll let you guys i'll let you guys uh uh get in this because i know i'm i'm kind of i can go on and on about it but you know i just think it's uh it's it's pretty ridiculous if you ask me rebel you, you have any words for what danny said um i got to touch base on the um face id recognition i know that they implemented that system so the media, and I think, well, obviously, Liga Mex is, is calling it Grupos de Animación, which is basically your supporter groups. They don't want to call them Barra Bravas. Um, they don't want to use that word, which is surprisingly, they don't want to use that word because, you know, like I said, the press has always been using that around, but they're calling them Grupos de Animación. So the um, the face ID thing is not it's gonna do nothing. Um, in Chile, they implement implemented that in 2011. Um, this was actually the government, the Chilean government. They came up with a plan called Estadio Seguro, which um, it was doing the face recognition. So they had a da- database. So everybody that was part of a supporter group, uh, so-called Barra Brava had to enter a database so they had to get their credentials. People were still sneaking in. It didn't matter if you know your face was on there. Um, they were still coming inside the stadium, uh, doing whatever they wanted to do. So and, and pretty much it was no 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 stopping the uh, the extra people from coming in. Um, so that whole thing about face recognition and all that, 
who who's gonna get the cut is the people that are the company that's creating that the uh, the face recognition that implementing stadium security they're gonna get their paycheck. Nothing is gonna be implementing implemented there, but nothing is gonna it's not gonna prevent anything. Um, I don't agree with getting rid of all the barras and all that and 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 stuff like that. I I heard numerous reporters, um, podcasters as well talk about that the barra the supporter groups don't bring anything to the uh the uh atmosphere and that's that's a lie you know um it is basically a metal league uh you know you got the folklore you got the flags the confetti uh it's beautiful hearing the chants the songs people get hyped up people surrounding the stadium will start joining in when um chants are being broken out of the section um Everybody loves taking pictures of the whole section and putting them on their backgrounds or, you know, a, a poster or, you know, they, they talk about how much support they have from their own team. When, when something bad happens and start pointing the fingers and then they start talking about getting rid of barras and all this. So, you know, uh, basically... With the whole face ID stuff, I, I don't think that's that's really gonna work. Um, it, it's it's just a way of them saying, "Look, we're trying to do something to prevent this from happening." They know there's politics in the back. They know who who runs the the barras, and you know they they're pretty much they got the tickets, they allocated to them, and then they get a certain percentage of the tickets. Um, there's things like, you know, if a player gets sold, some of the Barra members get some percentage of that, that money too. It, it goes deeper. The reason why they're doing this is because this thing got out of hand. There's way deeper stuff, like Danny said, that we can't talk about on the podcast. This is just, you know, we can't put our names out there and talk about this stuff, but there's way deeper stuff that we can't touch on this podcast right now, you know? But, you know, as far as like, the security in the stadium. I agree that the private security, that's something that no stadium should do. Um, there's certain ways that we can prevent this. And it doesn't start with the private security. That's that's not gonna work. Um, there's, you know, like you can hand the money down on the table and they're going to do whatever they want. They're going to turn the, the eye around. They're not going to look at what's going on. They're going to open the gate like they did in uh, Querétaro, and stuff is going to go down. So basically, you know, I feel like the um, recognition of the face, the ID, uh, taking people's names down um, it is definitely not going to work. Um, there's things that we can do to prevent this. I think there's going to have to be a lot of education. And I, that's why I feel like they should have suspended Liga Americas for a year just to get everything, you know, turn around and, and have time to deal with this, this subject, to deal with this stuff, because it's not going to end here. There's going to be more problems rising. And then you also got to think about the aftermath too. What's going to happen? Afterwards, this is, this is going to happen inside the stadium. It's going to happen outside of the stadium. Are the athletic supporters going to retaliate? 
things like that. And um, that's something to keep in mind because the problem is not going to go away by doing face recognition and uh, and putting everybody on a database. You know, people got means, they get smart, they're going to get inside the stadium. Just because one section is blocked off and you put in a whole bunch of kids there, doesn't mean that they can't go to another section of the stadium. So, you know, there's going to be creative ways of, of getting inside the stadium. I'm just kind of curious that they did a three-year ban on uh, local games, but they did one year for away games. And maybe they think that Querétaro people don't travel that much. But we all know that people would do anything to go see their team. So I feel like eventually things are going to get better. They're going to get out of hand. So, um, but yeah, that's my, that's pretty much my take on it. Seeing, um, you know, we experienced this down in South America and Chile with um, how they try to prevent this from happening. and. You know, a lot of people think that rival supporter groups can't get along. Uh, that's why they can't come together. Uh, it, it did happen in Chile. We had a Colo Colo Universidad de Chile. They're bitter rivals, and they came together when things were going down in the country, and they make a positive influence. And a lot of people talk about that. Um, but we just had to find a way to progress and not be so judgmental of the things that happened down in Mexico with uh, with what happened in Querétaro. Uh, I think that people are jumping on this to, to make their own case, to make other countries, other sides feel better. And um, I, mean, I hate to see that, but it, it's just the way that it is. But like, you know, Danny, myself, we're here to represent a movement that we're trying to bring a positive influence on what we're trying to do here in the United States and show everybody that, you know, there's uh, a deeper issue and not to get confused with what's going on in the media. Yeah, I, I think overall, I mean, just get, getting more security is, is one thing that they definitely need to make sure that is enforced because like like you were saying, Danny, it's it's an embarrassment how like that they didn't have enough security especially for a game uh, of that magnitude and considering that people already knew of the history of both clubs i mean that they had a pretty bad rivalry for a while already right um queretaro actually went down to uh second division because of atlas and that's kind of what sparked everything and so you know they, they had some history already and then other years other things happened as well between them so the fact that they didn't have enough security is just unacceptable. And I think it's just one thing that no matter where you're from, right, no matter uh, what team it is, all teams need to make sure that at any home match and even especially those like really intense rivalry matches that you have enough security out there. And like you guys were saying, right, not just private security, right, but you need some like public officers, right, that can be at games and make sure that, just as Danny was saying that you guys were escorted inside the stadium and outside and just to make sure that nothing happened, you need that to happen, right? You need more of those things in place. And, you know, sure, the teams have to pay 
a little bit more because you're going to have to, you know, get the officers out there uh, at your games, but you're going to prevent these things from happening. And, you know, if anyone does try to attempt something like that actually happening, they need to make sure that they arrest everyone that was involved and, you know, hope that just by arresting people, they can actually send a message that this is unacceptable. And if you try to do anything like that, we're going to arrest you, right? Because at that point, you're you're causing a riot, basically, inside a stadium. So they, they need to make sure that that they start enforcing those things. And, you know, I, you know, I'm glad that in Sacramento, we've never had a situation like that ever happen. And, that, you know, like you said, security is there and that, you know, any supporter group that comes down is, is always going to make sure that they have a safe environment getting in the stadium and leaving the stadium as well. So uh, I, I think it's, it's something that's, uh, that they do a lot. So, well, you know, I know what we talked about this, but, you know, let, let's talk about something positive, right. <laughs> for, for this episode as well. Uh, and I, I thought I'd ask you to, um, what can we expect from Los Unicos with this upcoming season? You know, this Saturday we have our home opener versus El Paso. And I know Danny was telling us a couple of weeks ago, a little bit of some Spanish chants that are, you know, coming our way as well. But, you know, just tell us more about what, what kind of things you guys have planned for, for the season. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very excited for, for Saturday. It's only a day away. Um, we're already, we're already making big plans. Um, if it all goes well, we should be about hopefully up boards of 15 to 18 of us going down there. Um, so we're going to have a pretty big group of people going down there. Um, I know, you know, we're, we're kind of, uh, stepping away from the previous, uh, the previous conversation, but, um, I also want to let everybody know, you know, uh, Los Unicos, uh, including, including Rebel, uh, we're all supporters of different clubs. Um, and the funnest, the funnest times that I've ever had was with my PVA family, with Unicos, um, and all of us are, you know, the, the main guy from the PVA. One of the main guys is Pedro, who's an America fan, who's part of that their support group. Um, I'm one of the main members. I'm a Cruz Azul fan, part of Sangre Azul. My sergeant is Nonon. He's a Cruz Azul fan, part of Sangre Azul. Uh, we have, you know, Atlas fans. I've seen Cholos fans. I've seen uh, Santos fans. We all get together, even a dude from Morelia, uh, still repping his colors, still playing his drum. Uh, we all get together and we support, we we share our passion with each other and we forget about the colors. We forget about, about those groups um, and we like to promote, you know, like, hey, even if somebody brings it up, hey, we're not here for that. We're here to support this team. We're here to support Mexico. We're here to support, in our case, Sacramento Republic. Um, so I want people to understand and not get the wrong idea. Um, yeah, there's going to be hopefully about eight, 15 to 18 members of Los Unicos coming up there. Um, and all of us support a different group outside of Sacramento Republic. But Saturday is going to be all about Sacramento Republic. And we're super excited. Um, they're getting a lot more involved with, uh, you know, the Spanish culture uh, the, the, the Spanish chants, we're trying to bring it back. Um, I know it kind of get, uh, got a little bit away from the Sacramento community. Uh, they're, they've always had that culture, but 
we're trying to make it live we're trying to make it pop we're trying to bring back that that you know that those loud chants uh those last those loud spanish chants that we talked about in the last podcast luis um so now the the group that i'm coming with we we sing those chants on the regular basis for the mexican team so you are you know if all of us you know hopefully um end up in sacramento just listen up because you you are actually going to hear it um when i went to sacramento last with with rebel um a lot of people were practicing those chants because you know they're spanish words and um sometimes it's hard to learn if you don't speak spanish um it was very cool that everybody was trying to learn them even though they were spanish words um so hopefully uh if somebody uh from the tvv is listening that's learned those chants we can't wait to hear you join us and and sing those chants together um and hopefully we get pretty loud with those chants and we get a chance to show them and 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 show how it makes people feel you know and a lot of those chants again come from the mexican national the mexican league a lot of those chants come from there uh because we are part of that culture and and it brings us joy and brings us happiness and we want to share that with with sacramento so that is what you can expect from los unicos is just being a part of it uh we're not trying to take ownership we just want to be a part of it and we want to add to it and we want to make things louder um you know bring our lyrics and um our our uh, we have a different little style of playing the drums and trying to adapt the sacra- with, with the sacramento drummers as well um to make a really cool sound um and get together and like we never had before and hopefully we can make that happen well, yeah, I, I can't wait to to hear those chants. And I mean, 15, 18 people singing one chant already. I, that's going to be pretty loud. And <laughs> you guys might need to hand uh, everyone else, I think, in TVB, like a little cheat sheet, right, with all the chants right there so people can kind of read them off. And then maybe as we get closer to like midway through the season, uh, people are already going to have them memorized uh, just uh, as they've had other Spanish chants memorized in the past. So I... I I feel pretty confident that people in the group there are going to have them down. And uh, no, yeah, you guys are going to be extra louder. I mean, we're going to have more people than we've ever had probably in TVB section and definitely more drums than we've ever had. <laughs> so it, it's going to be a really great atmosphere this this Saturday. And also, I mean, at all the home games, maybe a couple of away games, if you guys have any planned uh, ones to go to as well. So looking forward to that. Okay, well, uh any any final words, guys? Uh, I know we're, we're getting close here to closing the episode, but I just want to give you guys just the final take on, on anything you want to say. Um, let, let's first go to Rebel. Yeah, I mean, um, just for everybody to come out Saturday and um, enjoy the game. The tailgate is going to be lit. Um, come out, take pictures with the uh, Unico's banner. I mean, the history, you know, with Unico's, uh, it's in the making. This is not where where we're gonna stop. Is it's growing every day. We did wonderful things in the past, and uh, we continue to grow. Um, everybody likes what we're doing. We're keeping it positive. Everybody loves the drivers. We we blend in pretty good with uh, TBB. Um, we're a growing force, and uh, this year we want to pretty much take over everything and make the uh, the stadium 
uh, useful. You know, we want to make sure that when other teams come to our house, they know that we're there. And, uh, you know, last year we didn't make the playoffs. That was really rough. Um, this year, I believe we're going to take it all and they need us. And if we're going to be breaking our voices in the stands, we sure are hoping that the players do the same on the field. Um, and that's the that's what we want to portray, that when you put on the Republic shirt, that you know that you're representing the club and you got to give it your all. Just like, you know, Danny and um, others are drumming away, you know, pretty much breaking their thumbs on the drum. They're giving it their all. We want the players to, to do the same. So I would say just come out Saturday, enjoy the game with us, feel the atmosphere, come look for us. You know, Danny will be out here. Yourself, Luis, you'll be out there. I'll be out there. Come look for us. You know, we're, we're available if you have any questions and uh, want to talk to us or have a beer with us, everybody's welcome. We're a welcoming family. We're a big family, and, and that's what it's all about. So we want to make sure that the supporters feel welcome. And uh, if this is your first time, it's not going to be your last. We want you to keep coming back, and uh, we definitely want you to join Los Unicos. Um, there's Everybody's available. You can join any supporter group that you want. We're all of the same. We're all family. So. That's that's what we're looking for. So, and um, you know, besides the the negativity that's out there, what happened in Querétaro and Liga Mekis, we we just gotta uplift each other. We gotta keep going. Uh, we we have to look past this and uh, learn from this, and know what we can do better on our side, and to make sure that nothing like that happens where we're at. You know, in Sacramento, I'm gonna keep it positive, 100%. I'm gonna keep going. And we're going to do us the way we do it. And um, that's Los Unicos style. And, you know, we're looking forward for Saturday to, to be there. I want to, I want to say thank you, Luis, for again, for having us and letting us use your platform to give our thoughts and give our opinions. Uh, we really, really appreciate that. Um, and, you know, kind of adding to what Rebel's saying as well. I, I learned, I, le- I heard something at work a couple of days ago where somebody said, Hey, you know what? Why are people so mean? It's, it's free to be good to people. It's free to be nice. It's free to be a good person. It costs you nothing. So just remember, you know, give, you know, be positive, stay positive. Uh, let that negativity go. It's free to do so. It doesn't cost you anything to do that. You know? So just like rebel was saying, you know, and I've, and, and many of my friends, can uh can 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 vouch for this if you come out and enjoy the game with us you will get addicted to it you will get addicted to the chants you will get addicted to the drums you will get addicted you will want to be a part of it um so i urge you to to join us to uh come up to us don't be afraid don't don't sit on the section next to us just to be close get in there you know learn the chants ask me for a chant sheet i'll email it to you you know that's how i started um, ever since, you know, growing up in Mexico city as a, as a kid and moving to the United States at a very young age, that was my dream is to be a part of one of those groups. When it finally showed up in my city and I heard the drums and I heard the, the flags and I heard, and I saw the flags and I heard the chants, 
I wanted to be a part of that. And what I did is just walk in there and I just started chanting and, and cheering, you know, and that's where I actually met one of my best friends, one of my family members, Pedro. And he got me in there and started, you know, gave me a drum. I had no idea how to play a drum, you know, and now I'm a pretty well-known drummer for support groups and the entire country. Um, so is that something you guys are, are interested in and something that you guys have either seen on TV or just heard and from afar, don't be afraid to approach us um, and ask questions or just sit with us or stand with us and dance, you know, laugh, drink, do whatever you want, but let's make sure uh, we all reach our goal and that's supporting the Sacramento Republic and, and helping them being a part of that team uh, because we are a part of the Sacramento Republic. Um, our chants, our drums, that is motivation for them. We help the team win. So just make sure, keep cheering, keep drumming, keep yelling. Um, and let's, you know, hope for what, what Rebel said, that Sacramento takes it all this year. And I also believe that too. Luis, sorry to interrupt you, man. I, I have to give you a, a big shout out, man, before, before we take off. You know, you've been doing this podcast for a long, long time. And I just got to tell the people out there, the Republic FC fans, that State of the Republic podcast is the place to be. You know, if you want to listen to a podcast, Luis, you're doing an amazing job. And um, this is the spot to be. And, you know, once again, you know, again, say we appreciate you having us here. I know you got some scarves, some shirts, you know, to put out there. And, um, you know, I, I suggest everybody getting a scarf and, and listening to the podcast because if anybody is a football head, it's you, man. So, um, you know, I want everybody to join in and, and subscribe on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, whatever they got to do, man. I just feel like, you know, we got to give you the shout out, the recognition that, that you deserve. And um, keep doing this stuff because one of the things that I always felt like is like the supporters, when they do the podcast, listening to them and their perspective, that's what we need. You, you, you being out there, I've seen you on the stands and your perspective is, is what counts. Um, and, you know, I just want to give you a shout out and um, just everybody subscribe to, to your podcast, you know. That, yeah, thanks, Reboy. I, I really appreciate that. Um, I, of course, you know, I also got to give a shout out to my uh, co-hosts, uh, Podcast Mom Sharon and uh, Jared. They, they've actually been uh, a lot of help in uh, being on the show, right? So it's not just me talking <laughs> and, and just bringing their perspective as well and, and all that. And, you know, I've always thought it's important for us to have this platform for fans to be able to express themselves, right, on the show. And so we definitely always, you know, invite people to give us their thoughts on the game. And it's kind of like we told the players at the meet the team event, you know, we will talk great about you guys, but there might be other times when we don't talk as great, but you know, it's, it's all in, in our just uh, critique. It's all friendly uh, feedback that we just have about the game and, you know, what we think could be improved on the field. Um, so it's more just giving our, our actual thoughts on on what happens uh, week by week. So th thank you for for those comments. And and just in general, thank you, Danny and Rebel, for you know being on here. I think it was really important for you guys to be able to express yourselves on what happened on Saturday over in Mexico and also to just to clear some things up about supporter groups. So 
you know, uh, just all this news doesn't get spread around. And as, as Danny pointed out, a couple of examples too that weren't real that, you know, later were found out not to be real. And so I think it's really good to be able to mention those and, and just, uh, uh, you know, get to know Danny and Rebel. They're really great people and they're really passionate about all the teams they support. And you guys see them out there at games, you'll definitely see that passion uh, come about. And that they definitely are always ones to be in the stand supporting the team. No matter if we're not doing so good, we might be losing 4-0, 5-0, whatever you want. They're always going to be up there, you know, with the drums, doing the chants and all that. And, you know, that's when you know that you have true people that support the team that will be there till the end of the game. And even, you know, time after, regardless of what happens uh, during any of our games. And for that, I think, you know, Danny Rebel, a huge shout out to you guys and to everyone at games who sticks around no matter what right? The team might not be doing good. Um, last season, things weren't as great, but, you know, y- y'all were still going to games and-, and supporting the team. And that's really all that matters is really showing your support, you know, in the good times and in bad times, right? You got to be with the team uh, no matter what. So, all right. Well, thank you so much to all of our listeners for um, listening to this podcast tonight. Uh, of course, as we mentioned earlier, uh, next Saturday, or I should say already in the one and a half days, <laughs> we'll be in Sacramento watching us at the home opener, Bruce El Paso. So if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, go uh, buy them too. Uh, the stadium is getting filled up pretty quick. So, uh, you know, who knows if you wait till Saturday, if uh, you'll be able to get a good seat. So <laughs> might want to head over there and get, get them if you haven't yet. And if you do see one of us, uh, we are going to have stickers. And as you all know, those are free. So uh, just, you know, shout our name or something and you know, we'll give you some uh, stickers as well for the podcast. So um, just uh, let us know or you could send us a message too, and we'll, we'll meet you somewhere and, and give you some stickers there as well. Have a great night, everyone. And we'll see you next week here on State of the Republic podcast.